You are listening to Cap Conversation, the digital discourse of financial services today with Capco and guests. I'm your host, Audra schoenfeld fear Head of Strategic Analytics for Capco US. Today in this podcast, we're going to be talking to Christian Barrera, VP of Alliances and Ecosystem, and Rabi Ramadi, Head of Financial Services for Uncork, the leading enterprise no-code application platform. Welcome, Christian and Robbie. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Audra. To start us off, would you both tell us a little about yourselves and your journeys to Uncork? Robbie, let's start with you. So before Uncork, I was a partner at KPMG in the consulting business. I ran the capital market vertical and led Goldman Sachs, which was the firm's biggest financial service account. Wanted to move out of consulting and create, uh, be part of creating a new uh, company, new uh, technology. Met Uncork when the firm was uh, only seven people. Get excited about the vision of Uncork, and I made the move uh, almost three years ago. Uh, yeah, my name is Christian Barrera. I'm the VP of Alliances here at Uncork. Um, I joined Uncork in March 2019. There was probably about 40 people already here. Uh, a good friend of mine from university um, had started working here and introduced me to Robbie. Um, and we had a conversation and, and actually kicked it off. Um, I, prior uh, to Uncork, I was aware of Gary Hoberman, our CEO, because um, when I was at IBM, uh, he was a client of ours. And so obviously I'd interacted with him a couple of times there. And I'd been tracking sort of the progress of Uncork over its, at that point, two and a half year journey and saying, wow, they could really uh, unlock the power of the enterprise and kind of free it from, its, from the legacy. That's a really huge opportunity. So I was excited when I got the chance. Um, prior to joining Uncork, uh, I worked at IBM for uh, 11 and a half years in a variety of sales and strategy roles. Um, I also helped launch IBM Watson and blockchain. Uh, and immediately uh, before Uncork, I ran pre-sales at a small uh, machine learning boutique platform company. Uh, and so had a really strong sense of um, kind of what it would take to uh, hit the next inflection point for uh, a high growth startups and really wanted to participate in what Oncork was doing. So uh, it's been a wonderful ride since. Thanks for that. And we're certainly glad you both found your way there because we'll we'll get into the discussion today. But certainly Oncork uh, has had an amazing trajectory and uh, the journey with Capco as well has been um, quite enjoyable for the past 18 months or so. So on that note, Uncork, you know, as we've been talking about, was founded only in 2017. And I believe you just announced your achievement of unicorn status with a $2 billion valuation coming out of your latest funding round earlier this month, which is really quite a, a quite amazing in such a short time, as I said. Can you tell us a little bit more about the company's background and mission and what inspired you both to become a part of the Uncork team uh, beyond the building a product, which I think was a great comment from earlier? Sure. I mean, we, we, we started the firm uh, focused on, on the fact that technology became so crucial to every company's business uh, in financial services as well as outside financial services. And we have all worked in technology uh, with, these, with these various big companies. And we have observed that the technology development process is not as efficient as it could be in the market. So we built on Quark to solve for building scale in automation and digitization of technology. And the value proposition we brought to the market is one, a much quicker time to market when it comes to technology development. Two is really reducing, significantly reducing the cost of developing technology and maintaining technology. 
And the third one is building way more flexibility and agility into changing platforms after they go to production to keep up with business demands. This is where, this is how we started the company. This has been our focus from day one. And this is the reason we've been super successful in the industry and we've been growing really quickly, even though we only started the firm in 2017. Yeah, I'll build on that. I mean, selling into insurance, financial services, broadly other industries, you walk into these firms and they're spending billions of dollars in technology. And even with that, their technology is inflexible. They're still doing manual processes. <clears throat> you see this, and when you kind of unpack it and you dig under it, you realize that a lot of this money is being spent maintaining that legacy and that infrastructure. And a lot of what Ruby's talking about is about kind of freeing people from that legacy so that they can continue to innovate, so that they can introduce products quickly, so that they can react to that evolving regulatory environment that's kind of shifting on them constantly um, in a fast way. And then all of a sudden, you, now you're still technology enabled, you're still digitizing the process. Um, <clears throat> the, the problem with that existing technology spend and that existing technology investment is that um, it creates a lot of inflexibility and it creates a lot of stuff to maintain. And what we're trying to do is say, hey, we can still do the software development lifecycle we can still do all these things, but at an accelerated pace because you're not writing code, because you're, uh, you can maintain these apps quickly and at lower cost with fewer people because you're not writing code. And it's really the promise of what we're doing um, to be able to kind of really deliver on the promise of IT that, that's sort of been lagging for the last you know, 25, 30 years. I think that makes tons of sense. And your point on technology becoming so crucial to company business, I mean, that that's obviously... Not even not something to be taken lightly, and I think the concept of you know enabling um, through platforms and tooling the ability to do more of that hands-on development for people that were previously, I'm assuming, not you know developers. That's that's a bit of the point of the no-code platform. Uh, not only I'm assuming allows for companies to you know leverage their existing employees or upskill them to do things that they otherwise couldn't have done previously. Um, and to your point, you know, keep a faster pace on being able to introduce more digitization and automation without it having to be, you know, a huge uh, lift um, to get to some of those needs from a fast moving forward and technology standpoint. And I think from my end, we know what I liked about it when I learned about the Uncork side was, you know, allowing some uh, one to help with, you know, development who is not a developer, um, crazy, or the citizen developers, we I think have been um, describing it with with many of our clients today you know, make, makes a lot of sense and allows people to evolve with the times in a more organic way as well. Uh, from my end, coming on the analytics end, there's a lot of tooling out there now to try and, you know, enable data science for the non-data non scientists. And I think it all just speaks to that trend about uh, finding ways to help people do things that previously required a lot of specialty uh, and, you know, unique um, skill sets. One thing I'll, I'll, I'll tweak in that statement, Audra, if that's okay, is um, I think absolutely there is an opportunity for that expert in the product or that expert in the business process to contribute in a meaningful way. Um, but one thing that we've observed, and I think one of the differences between our story and other people who kind of lay claim to this no-code place, the space is we are still very much uh, in the enterprise software development game. We still have to think about security, performance, auditability, all these things at scale. And there is still absolutely 
you know, one of the reasons that I think I appreciate our relationship with Hecla so much, there's still absolutely a need, not just for that business subject matter expertise around the products, processes that we're, that we're digitizing, but also the architecture know-how to know how to properly do an integration. Even though we're doing it without writing code, you still need to think about <clears throat> how to do this in a performance, scalable, secure way. Um, and there's, so there's still a role for both those actors uh, I really think of Uncork as a place where those people come together. Um, so much of the historical uh, development and IT process is somebody laying out some requirements to some guy and to some team in IT or some development team, and then going off and doing something sort of off in a silo and coming back and you're hoping that you didn't fall into a game of telephone. Um, so being able to kind of um, merge those people and have them collaborate and again, Uncork operating almost as a place where these people come together will lead to a better result more quickly. Um, so it's a, it's really about that that interaction between those groups as opposed to one over the other, if that makes any sense. Yeah, thanks for that. And I think that's a that's a great point around you know we're not the, the same concern around allowing automation technology is it going to replace the workforce? You know, the answer to that is no. You know, here, the no code rights, that's not to replace or not have a need for the workforce together, but being that place that people come together. And I think your key point on it being, you know, scalable um, is is one of the most critical elements and the ability to maintain it because so much of the effort to put in technology feels like it's a, it's flat and then becomes stagnant in a hot second. Um, and some of the points you made about how Uncork enables that in a better way make a lot of sense from, from my end. So many of these processes are manual, even when there's a technology solution. It's because, you know, the, the technology wasn't built to serve the purpose or it missed the mark 10% or requirements changed and the changes are in a backlog. And so you end up kind of covering that up with manual processes. And uh, so like having those people together and actually looking at and working from the same thing is actually probably really important in this world when you think about it. Actually, the manual point, I think, is, is an important one as we get into maybe kind of a little bit deeper dive about what that really means in financial services. Because I certainly know for myself, you know, I definitely had the perception before I worked in the industry that, oh, surely, you know, banks have it all together. But right, there's a lot about what they do big and small that is surprisingly nowhere near as uh, sophisticated or automated as one would expect uh, for everyday processes they would need to do for operations. Um, so as we think about the world of financial services a little bit deeper, Uncork and Capco have worked together quite a bit uh, in wealth and asset management um, historically. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the history there uh, and where you see the financial industry going in terms of more future trends, continuing to marry technology like the Uncork no-code platform. And as you look more broadly into the ecosystem of financial services like capital markets, banking and payments, et cetera. Yeah, I would say we started working with Capco uh, as as both companies really early stages, like maybe a year after we started the company. And we hit it off really quickly, uh, I think because we, 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 we share a lot of the same value, the whole uh, the entrepreneurial culture, understanding of the digital trends, and most importantly, our focus on clients. Uh, so in the asset, asset and wealth management space, we've both seen the industry uh, and historically, the industry was focused on uh, returns and uh, only focusing on returns to build a business and asset management is very hard now because it's hard to differentiate that. So a big focus has shifted to uh, you know, client experience, which means how can you get clients quicker, onboarded quicker, how can you service them better to build 
stick your business with them. And at the same time, how can you reduce the cost of your uh, infrastructure and back office to basically adjust for the shrinking margins on, uh, on the assets you're managing as, uh, as a company? Uh, and that's the value proposition we brought with Capco because we have deep experience in digitization in uh, when it comes to the client lifecycle, when it comes to back office automation. So we provide uh, the platform that can solve for these issues while Capco is providing the subject matter expertise, the implementation expertise, the architectural expertise to build solutions on top of on Quark that will bring the values that asset and wealth managers are expecting. And to your point on the expanding ecosystem, definitely we see an expanding ecosystem in financial services where asset manager, wealth managers are also expanding their businesses and offerings in areas that has overlap with capital market banking and payments. And this is where our integration capability becomes really important because we have uh, what we think a unique integration capability that allow us to integrate with the ecosystem of things like payments or banking, where we can integrate with leading service providers and bring end-to-end solutions in this case to our clients. That makes sense. And out of you know curiosity, when you look at the mix of where Uncork has had the greatest success in financial services from a domain perspective historically in the future. Do you think the mix of what it is today will continue to evolve? Do you think there'd be certain areas within, you know, capital markets versus wealth and asset management or banking payments that would end up being the leader where it's applicable or it's really consistent across all? Yeah. I mean, overall, I think uh, there is more and more similarities and conversion between uh, capital market and asset and wealth management, just because they, they both are built on uh, the concept of trading. Uh, they trade with each other. We definitely see more and more opportunity for common infrastructure linking the buy side and the sell side. We see a big appetite on the buy side, on the asset and wealth manager, to come up with common solutions across the industry, uh, whether rather than each of these companies trying to build their own solutions. So we see a growing ecosystem of also service providers for these industries. And some of these leading service providers are using Unquark to build solutions that can service whether the capital market or the banking or the asset management industries. Uh, so definitely we see that as a big trend. And the other key theme across all of these three, uh, trends is the connectivity. Any solution in the market to be viable has to be connected to an ecosystem of service providers and banks and asset managers. And this is, again, where uh, Unquark's integration capability is crucial to basically ensure these connectivities. I would also add that I think one of the things around Unquark as an enterprise software development platform, you know, it has very natural affinities in certain areas around asset and wealth, around onboarding, account servicing and the like, right? But as you look beyond that, right, our platform should be extendable and flexible to serve a variety of use cases across retail banking, capital markets, and all these places. Um, part of this is we want, we're going to, thanks to leadership from Rabi and the, some of the folks on his team, make us point, push out a point of view that says, this is how you use Uncork to solve, you know, this category of, of challenges. 
But one of the opportunities that we have with Capco is you guys may be working on other aspects uh, of workflow and digitization opportunities that we may not have the expertise on. You may say, hey, here's a really great way to apply on court to solve these two or three problems that we're not even contemplating. And, uh, and the pie grows, right? Not just for Uncork and Capco, but for the industry of where we can start applying some of these workflow digitization capabilities, some of these customer capabilities, uh, customer experience capabilities in a broader way. And that's a lot of what we're trying to, and as we start integrating more third-party data services, have more folks such as yourselves with deeper subject matter expertise, you know, the use case universe of stuff that Uncork can be used for will continue to grow and expand. And that's really opportunity for us and for the industry overall. Thanks for that. I think the comment on your right, workflow digitization, uh, those are quite significant words uh, for certainly our view in the world of financial services, particularly as I think to the comment earlier, when we think about where the financial services industry is going in terms of a lot of its trends, when it comes to operations, the next gen ops transformation and using the really the best tooling to be you know, as buttoned up as possible on what a workflow is. And that doesn't mean replacing all of it with things like automation, but it does mean being one very robust and understanding what that process is, uh, having in place, you know, tooling like, like Uncork to make sure that where you should be able to make it, you know, digitized and scaled, it's done in the right way. And then um, having an ability to kind of keep at scale monitoring on what your processes are, uh, which you can do through other types of technology as well. So I think that that concept of, of workflow and the digitization journey um, has a lot of movement still to come in, in financial services, for sure. And if you think about it, like the whole concept of workflow automation, all this is not new. Like I've been in the industry for 20 years and it was always a big thing in the industry. Historically, it didn't work because of the technologies available to uh, at that time. So the key thing with these technologies to work, one, a workflow will have to have an integration capability with an ecosystem. Two is it has to be incremental. If you want to try to digitize the whole workflow of a bank or the big bank approach, it really doesn't work. So the incremental nature of the digitization and the integration capability is what we think is going to be critical for this uh, project to be successful. Absolutely. And I think the comment you made earlier, too, around how Uncork allows flexibility so that, you know, if you set up the best possible workflow today and those needs continue to change, it's not like moving mountains through something that was set up as a as that's the system and the ability to be flexible. Um, sounds like with Uncork, it's a little bit easier to do over time if those needs continue to change in the workflow. That's a very good point, because even if you build the best solution, whether it's a workflow, any solution in financial services, as we know, especially on the capital market and asset management side, things change quickly. New, even banking, new regulations, new product mixes, new type of clients, new client preferences. Unless you have the flexibility to keep on changing the system you're developing in a way to keep up with the changes, the system become obsolete very quickly. And that's the value we bring, which is the capability to, through visual configuration, to keep up with these changes and get these current and make the system always current in terms of uh, meeting the business requirements. Absolutely. And actually, I think that's a good lead into uh, kind of another direction. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the, the work we've done and more from a use case standpoint, which is, you know, we've talked about such fast paced movement in technology and innovation in the market, you know, and how it seems also impossible to keep up with the pace for finding and building the next big idea or making sure that your technology and infrastructure moves the pace your business needs to. 
And so as we think about all this, you know, we'd be remiss to probably not mention how COVID-19 has made some of the needs for innovating things we didn't even know we need before we uh, had needed them move as faster than ever before, I'd say, this year. Um, so from a Capco side, you know, our, our digital team has a dedicated innovation lab, which you've had firsthand experience working with as well. So can you talk in a little more detail about maybe some of the work that the Capco and Encore teams have developed uh, with that with that lab and the impetus for that from a use case perspective? Sure. I mean, this, uh, by the way, the Capco lab is just an amazing place to experiment, I would say, the next wave of products in financial services, because I think you guys have one people who really think of the future of technology while also understanding really the industry. So we have done a lot of really interesting stuff with, with the Kepco Innovation Digital Lab. Uh, one is something we did, you mentioned COVID. When COVID happened, there was, uh, as you all know, a big rush into issuing PPP loans in the market, uh, coming up with um, basically uh, the forgiveness uh uh, application for these PPP loans, the mortgage forbearances. So all of the stuff was something we built with Capco uh, within the digital lab. We built some pretty interesting products that basically Capco built them on top of Unquark and launched them in the market to service the clients. So this is one area that is uh, that that happened recently. Also, we're working with Capco on a number of ideas in terms of how to build uh, applications and platforms that are going to be cross products. So think of the large banks, asset managers. Uh, they they have tons of products. Whether it's within wealth management, asset management, capital market, within each of these divisions, they have a lot of products that they need to digitize. And one of the challenges in the market now is typically when you look at the solutions in the market, they are very product specific. So I have a solution that can digitize mortgages, or you have a solution that are only specific for loan origination. The great thing with Unquark is we can be the platform across all the products of a bank. And uh, we're spending a lot of time with Capco to see how we can uh, build these products in a way that can be, uh, these applications in a way that can be product agnostic and used by uh, companies across their different business lines. That makes tons of sense. And I think one of the points you you commented on, which I think is key uh, to highlight uh, probably one of the advantages of Uncork as well is, you know, the lab setting and the work that was done on the mortgage forbearance um, after the PPP loan movements from COVID. You know, I think I, I was aware of the timeline that you guys turned that around in, but it was really quite short. And that was not just a artifact of it happened to be, you know, in our lab setting, we had tons of resources, but the speed to which uh, we were able to use Uncork to create that solution was was quite short. Uh, I think it was a matter of, you know, not even weeks. It was it was more like days, if I remember correctly. That's, that's correct. I mean, it was the market conditions were not obviously, uh, <laughs> were not anything close to normal. But uh, yeah, you guys managed to build the, the application uh, in a couple of days uh, and the production ready. So these were not prototype application. They were production ready. They were used in the market in a production capacity with heavy volumes of uh, applicants at that point of time. So, uh, and that's the advantage of Unquark, even in a crisis management situation or to launch new products and experiment in the market, you can literally launch a product in a couple of days if you want to. Um, and we did that with Capco in the case of uh, these COVID-directed apps. Yeah, and I think COVID was 
probably just an opportunity to accelerate trends that were already happening, right? Like nobody wants these manual processes. Nobody needs them. But like, you know, in the late spring, right? If you didn't have a digital option for, for, for some of these things, work was just not going to be done. So that created some urgency as well as some opportunity, right? And I think one of the things that ends up working out really well is as you guys have invested over the last 20 months or however long, you know, your capacity to develop it on the cork, you guys can actually ideate on the fly and build within the platform and, and actually have things you can show to clients very quickly. And that creates like a, that accelerates sales cycles that, um, pushes, uh, that pushes thinking both on the client side and for like our collective team. Um, I know we're working on a couple of, uh, POC type ad things together, uh, in the market today. And those are, you know, again, it's a couple of weeks. How much of this process can we digitize very quickly? Uh, can we plug it, integrate to one or two back, backend systems where things are very awkward and, uh, and normally takes weeks, if not months to set up. Um, and when you do that and you're able to show people incremental progress week to week and stand something up, that's not a complete application, but they're very least a complete thought, you know, in two weeks, you really start capturing the imagination and the opportunity in people's minds and, you know, you're only able to do that if one, you understand the business, which is a lot of what you guys do, right? And then two, if you have a platform that allows you to sort of turn that understanding into something very concrete and very quick. So, um, you know, it's been a really wonderful partnership from that perspective. And I kind of view like the digital lab as like, <clears throat> you know, in normal times, right? When we're meeting each other and sitting together again, you know, there's no reason we can't do an ideation session with a client in the morning and turn it into some workflow or some application that they can touch and feel at least a startup in the afternoon. You know what I mean? And that's, and then all of a sudden think about, forget the sales cycle. Like it's not about us selling the platform. It's about the client realizing the value and seeing that value realization in a tangible way very quickly. Um, which is, I think one of the real opportunities of working with you guys in the digital lab, et cetera. Yeah, you bring up a really fond memory of you're right around, you know, COVID accelerated trends that were already happening. And, you know, I highlighted how fast we were able to turn around the mortgage forbearance piece, but the value of, of the lab setting and uh, using Uncork historically is we want to do things quickly because we have cool problems to solve for our clients. And hopefully it's not always because there's an imminent global pandemic. That was the reason we need to chat with them in the morning and turn stuff around by the afternoon. But that was certainly a great litmus test to prove that it can be done. And hopefully, right, the ones coming up can be for more uh, enjoyable and forward-moving purposes that are self-driven and not reactionary to to unforeseen, you know, crazy events in the, in the world today. Yeah. And so actually on that, uh, we, we can kind of end up here with one last question, which is, you know, a lot of what we talk about today, you know, certainly can have global application, but we've been focused predominantly on things that I think we've been working on from a U.S. market um, but can you talk a little bit more about some of the future trends you see uh, in financial services and fund for Uncork from more of an international lens as we look to 2021 and beyond? We definitely are making now a concerted effort uh, to expand our capabilities outside the U.S. So Canada is already a focused market for us. We already opened our London office in April, and we have also big plans for uh, Asia and Australia we see the international market as a big opportunity for us and for Capco to help clients. Um, 
if you think of the, the state of financial services outside the U.S., typically the margins are under more pressure in uh, in these areas compared to U.S. banks. Um, typically, uh, these markets are behind on digitization and cloud adoption, adoption, but we see that changing in a big way, uh, especially in some of the European countries and, and also some of the countries in Asia. We see big push for cloud adoption, uh, for adopting new technologies. So we're getting a lot of demand and inbound demand uh, from companies who want to basically adopt on Quark and deploy them in their local cloud instances of the big cloud providers. And if you think of the scale of the potential value that digitization will unlock in these banks, because of traditionally they did not invest as much in technology, it's humongous. Um, so for us, the international markets are big priority areas for 2021. And we are already working with Capco on a number of these markets uh, as we speak now. We've been ready for this from a platform perspective, right? The internationalization story around Uncork is strong, right? Data residency, not an issue. We deploy, you know, singleton SaaS environments with the local cloud providers. Um, so no data residency challenges. Localization and language, you know, we have applications deployed in multiple languages and multiple countries in Asia because we have built-in translation from the, for, for the platform. Um, because we think about security and audibility from the ground up, uh, we absolutely have to go and kind of run a checklist against all the regulatory requirements, you know, in every market. But, you know, we're, we're, we feel like we've, we, you know, from a GDPR perspective and other things that we're completely ready to go um, in terms of readiness. Uh, so, you know, the international, as we look strategically and say, what are the markets that make sense for us? Obviously, the financial capitals, the global financial capitals are a big target area for us in general. You know, we have a platform that supports that with kind of, in spite of the fact that we're only four years old, right? Where we, we were thinking about that stuff from minute one. And we actually have some clients deployed in, in various regions in Asia and different things like that already. So, um, we're ready to take on that challenge and excited to partner with Capco there. Yeah, I want to mention, uh, Christian, to your point, we already have deployments around 10 different countries with uh, strict uh, uh, compliance with regulatory requirements. And we have around eight different languages already uh, deployed in Unquark, where applications are being uh, built in these uh, different languages. And the plan is to uh, expand that very quickly next year. That's great here. And I think it, it makes some of the sense, especially as we think about the scale of some of the financial services institutions um, that we work. I mean, they're, they're global anyway, so not not all are only in one country. So the ability and I think the comment you made um, earlier in our discussion just about how, you know, the value to Uncork being, you know, an enterprise platform that can be consistently deployed across many different use cases would be the tool of choice. When you think about, you know, these types of uh, financial services institutions that are global and the complexity of where they're at with their different countries and their different systems, you know, Uncork can be a thread of commonality throughout all of those because of how you guys planned ahead for its, for its use cases. It's a really exciting part of the story, to be honest with you. Um, we're, we're really pumped about it. And we, 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 Robbie and I in particular, spend a lot of time thinking about how to support all the demand we're already seeing um, in some of the various countries and how to put the infrastructure in place for us to be able to serve it um, effectively. And it's a big focus for us now and definitely in the near-term future as well. And it, it will also come with a lot of uh, 
uh, suppose work with partners like Capco that already have presence in these countries? Yeah, we are a DA global business as well. So I think that's where, you know, we're certainly looking forward to continuing to see uh, and work with you guys where the partnership goes and in a uh, non-pandemic environment as well, as we said before, where we can come up with cool, great things to help clients that aren't necessarily just driven by imminent needs we didn't expect. So I think that will certainly continue to get there and have appreciated uh, the time of you both today for us to get to talk a little bit more and learn about Uncork. Okay, thanks so much. And we'll uh, look forward to speaking again. Likewise. Cheers. Thanks, Audrey. You've been listening to Cap Conversation, a Capco production. This podcast is for information only and should not and does not constitute consulting services. Mm-hmm.